This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Hello, I'm Cal Steiger, your host of Discovery. On today's show, we have three podcasts to share, starting with Mental Health Moments, starring Phil McCabe. Christina Lavecchia follows up with her new music podcast. Then last but certainly not least, episode two from the Snapcast series, I Am Love, with Ross Hugay. Who's on first? Mental Health Moments. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. As always, before we get into the conversation today, I wanted to let you folks know that if you like Discovery and Mental Health Moments, it can be found on all major podcast platforms. It's true. If you're a Google person, an Amazon person, a Spotify person, uh, an Audible person, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, you can get Discovery and Mental Health Moments. It's true. Check it out. For years now, I have been adamant that the news is purely beneficial. Lately, it doesn't feel like that. Now, before I explain what I mean, I want to reiterate that I think the news is in fact a valuable resource that should continue to exist in modern society. Over the generations since the creation of the newscast as we now know it, think of all the scenarios that we, the general public, have only learned about because someone on the TV or radio told us about it. I'm always going to be grateful that here in our bubble in York Region, we have 105.9 The Region, and as we go further out, there's news outlets that are dialed in on a 24-7 basis, giving us the latest information. And if you really think about it, since the creation of newscasts, we've heard and seen about the ends of wars. General Eisenhower informs me that the forces of Germany have surrendered to the United Nations. The flags of freedom fly all over Europe. A few... Hours ago, I spoke with Iraqi Prime Minister Maliki. I reaffirmed that the United States keeps its commitments. He spoke of the determination of the Iraqi people to forge their own future. We are in full agreement about how to move forward. So, today, I can report that, as promised, the rest of our troops in Iraq will come home by the end of the year. Infamous speeches like that of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Heck, we've even been privy to marriages and deaths of the planet's most famous people. Did you always know that he was going to propose this? No, no, I didn't. We've obviously we have been going out a long time, and um, you know we had sort of spoken about our, our future, and um, you know it just seemed a natural, a natural step for both of us. Confirmation from our very own Foreign Secretary Robin Cook, who's uh, in the Far East at the moment, that Diana, Princess of Wales, has in fact been killed in that car accident in Paris uh, just a few hours ago. Now, I intentionally chose those clips to demonstrate that there is certainly a contrast to the news. All of them were powerful in their own right, but there was certainly some negative and positive to what we were consuming. And this brings us to our topic of conversation today. Maybe I'm alone in this, maybe I'm not. But lately I've been noticing that the news just brings me down. Again, bearing in mind that I'm still grateful to be informed, but... I can't shake this feeling that comes from the negative nature of the news. To highlight what I'm talking about, I will paint a picture with my words, hopefully. 
Five, six years ago, I was visiting my father, and as his generation is known to do, he was sitting in front of the TV waiting for the evening headlines. The opening music hit. And the announcer detailed what was coming up in the news, and before going to break, he said something to the effect of puppies were rescued from a dogfighting ring. And wanting a little good news in my life, I stayed dialed in. Now, over the next several minutes, the anchor, through no fault of his own, broke me more with every single story he told. First, there was a shooting. Then there was a rape and a murder. Then an update on whichever global conflict was happening in the news at the time. And all of these stories were detailing the absolute worst in humanity. But at least the puppy story was coming up, right? Well, at the end of the cast, we hear and our final story tonight, and without exaggeration, this positive story I was so looking forward to, especially on the heels of all the sadness that I had just listened to, this story lasted about 37 seconds, and to paraphrase, he said something to the effect of, a dogfighting ring was shut down and puppies were given back to the OSPCA, and that was it. Perhaps I've just been worn down, perhaps I'm just crazy, but I catch myself becoming increasingly emotional by what I'm hearing and seeing. And with that said, I wanted to circle back to a conversation that I had with longtime crime reporter turned author Tamara Cherry. Tamara, who spent a career speaking to victims and individuals who have had their lives completely altered, spoke at length about changing the status quo on reporting in hopes that news agencies would adopt a more trauma-informed approach. And here she is telling me about how she dealt with the job. You know, I would talk it out with my family on my long drives home after work. I would cry it out. There are many times that I was driving across the 401 at night, you know, crying, thinking about the, the grief of the family that I had just interviewed. One thing I want to be clear on, I understand that my discomfort, my sadness cannot even remotely compare to the people at the focus of these stories. And that's where I reached a crossroads of sorts that kind of led to the creation of this particular podcast. I was practically in tears earlier this week hearing the latest updates from the Israel-Hamas war. And frankly, you'd have to struggle with empathy to not be moved by what's going on. But again, my, our feelings pale in comparison to those directly impacted. And that, my friends, is where guilt sets in, for me anyway. I feel guilty that I'm saying sometimes aloud that I don't want to hear about these struggles. I feel unkind if I change the channel while my fellow humans are, are continuing to suffer. I want to be informed. I want to know what's going on in the world. And on some level, it feels as though the least that I can do is sit and listen to what's going on. It feels like if our Jewish and Palestinian neighbors can endure through a literal war... I'm kind of weak for not being okay just hearing about their plight. The flip side to that, though, is at what point do you shut things out for your own happiness? I've heard some argue that the phrase ignorance is bliss is the key to happiness. And again, it makes me feel so torn. Is it fair to those suffering to close my eyes and ears to what's going on? I don't know. I really don't know. So what do we do about this, Phil? Well, again, I don't know. The logical part of my brain says that we need to balance our news content with good and bad, but even that as a concept needs work. Timing of newscasts vary from place to place, so in, for the sake of argument, let's assume that we're doing a four-minute newscast. In theory, you can do two minutes of bad, two minutes of good, but that creates the uncomfortable dynamic of where you have to decide to not tell someone's story simply to keep that balance. Do you drop a story of gang violence downtown because you've got two sad stories already? 
Do you have to offset pure horror with utter joy? How do you determine what's a happy story? The questions go on and on. So like I said, I don't know what we do about it. But the more I dive into this subject, the more I wonder if there even is a definitive answer. Now, I wanted to close out today with some good news stories. I've done this in the past, but given how heavy a subject matter this is, I I thought it was important to end with positivity. Scientists have created technology that destroys tumors using only sound waves. According to the Good News Network, the company Histosonics created a device that both screens tumors and administers histotripsy, which uses high-energy acoustics to attack and destroy tumors. The device has been tested on humans and animals and has received FDA approval. A once barren island in the Caribbean is returning to its former glory. Positive.News reports that life has begun returning to an island seven years after conservationists removed rats and goats that destroyed the natural vegetation on the remote landmass. The report suggests that the removal of these invasive species from the island led to a vastly improved ecosystem, similar to that of what it was before the rodents were introduced. No good deed goes unnoticed. A BC man won a new car and a lifetime supply of peanuts for being a good Samaritan. The Canadian press writes that Gary Bath, a veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces, helped a family who were stuck in the snow en route to visit family in Alaska. Upon hearing the story, Planters the Nut Company gave Bath and the stuck family new cars and a lifetime supply. That about does it for me today. Thanks for listening, and until next time, you are loved. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I thought I saw a man born to life. He was warm, he came around like he was dignified He showed me what it was to cry Well, you couldn't be that man I adore You don't seem to know, you seem to care what your heart is for Well, I don't know him anymore There's nothing where he used to lie My conversation has run dry
I'm Cal Steiger, this is Discovery, and Christina Lavecchia is about to share with us some new music. You're listening to New Music on the Region, an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, music director at 105.9 The Region. One of our favorite things to do at The Region is introduce you, the listeners, to up-and-coming music artists. This episode, we have new music from Karina Bianchini, as well as Jules and Fidey. You're listening to New Music on the Region podcast. 1059 The Region, York Region's only local radio station. Listen live on any smart speaker for the stories that matter to you and music from the 80s, 90s, and now. The music is great. At home, in the car, or on any device. 1059 The Region. That was a little bit of Karina B's brand new single, The Last Time, which she recorded in LA. We caught up with Karina this past summer and talked about her time in the city. I had multiple recording sessions with different producers and engineers, and it was a great experience. It was my first time in LA, and I got to meet and connect with so many artists and producers, and it was great. Here it is, The Last Time by Karina B. You're listening to New Music on the Region podcast. Sunrise, all day, all night, we don't ever gotta fight, I can see it in your eyes, let's do forever. 
on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region podcast. In case you missed it, Jules and Fidey visited us here at The Region to tell us about their latest track, I'm Perfect. We met each other a few times through the agency. We're both artists under TN Management. Mm. Um, They're a talent agency. And, you know, in this song specifically, our agency director, Marie, she, you know, approached us and I remember I was in her office, she showed me this idea of a song that she had and that she actually wrote. Um, and I remember the first time I read the lyrics, it really resonated so much mm-hmm. with what I was going through and things that I was experiencing at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were so true and I think she really felt and saw that as well. And she asked me to be one of the voices on the track and I didn't even hesitate. I'm grateful to be on such an empowering song for sure. I was in Australia. I had just dipped back <laughs> she wasn't home. Even here. And then like she was I got an email. It's like, oh, we would like to have a meeting. And I was like, what I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do now? Um, and it was like three AM in the morning and she pitched the song to me and it was absolutely I felt really, you know, moved by, you know, the sentiment and the message um, of empowering girls and women. Yeah. And you know, so I was like, you know it's worthwhile the forty eight hour trip. So we got on a plane and we brought our booty back here. Five months later, we're still here and kicking. To check out Jules and Fidey's live performance, head on over to our Instagram at the 905 region. This is I'm Perfect by Jules and Fidey. You're listening to New Music on the Region podcast. New Music. New Music on 105.9 The Region. I'm not your T-O-L-L, baby. Don't have to be a perfect girl to live in this imperfect world. Learn to love my scars, accept them for what they are. Girls, we are beautiful for who we are. Don't need to be no Hollywood superstar. Girls are not just toys. Remember all you boys. All the girls can't wait. All the girls can't wait. Not a prep for all you boys. Just to all the girls can't wait to follow their purpose. I'm not your D-O-L-L, baby. 
Last month, we first introduced episode one of the I Am Love series, and without further ado, I present to you episode two. We invite you to open your hearts and minds as we embrace the power of love, compassion, and self-discovery. Prepare to be inspired, uplifted, and guided towards a higher understanding of ourselves and the world we inhabit. Welcome to I Am Love. My name is Ross Hugay, and I love it. When we are searching for love, it's about looking at what can we bring to the table of love. And what we bring must be how we know that we are more complete in our own identity of self. But then fast forwarding it to also being able to make that connection with a special someone in the form of companionship. That's love coach Paula Howell on how Sarah learned how love transcends time and has the power to transform lives. The Lost Letter In a quiet town nestled among rolling hills lived a woman named Sarah. Sarah was an old soul, filled with nostalgia and a love for the past. One day, as she was cleaning out her cluttered attic, she stumbled upon a dusty box tucked away in a corner. Curiosity piqued. She opened it to find a bundle of old letters tied together with a faded ribbon. As Sarah gingerly unfolded the yellowed pages, she discovered they were love letters written with great care and tenderness. The words on the fragile paper transported her back to a time when romance bloomed and hearts soared. One letter, in particular, caught her attention. It was beautifully penned, expressing a profound love and longing. There was no indication of the recipient, and the sender's name had faded with time. Sarah was intrigued and couldn't help but feel that this letter held a special significance. Driven by curiosity and a sense of adventure, Sarah embarked on a quest to uncover the mystery of the lost letter. She began by visiting the local library, searching through old newspapers and records, hoping to find a clue that would lead her to the intended recipient. Days turned into weeks, and Sarah's determination never wavered. She met with local historians, interviewed elderly residents, and even posted notices around town, seeking information about the lost letter. The community was captivated by her quest, offering their support and sharing their own romantic tales. One afternoon, while sipping tea at a quaint cafe, Sarah noticed an elderly gentleman sitting alone at a corner table. His eyes twinkled with the wisdom of age, and something about him tugged at her heart. With a surge of intuition, she approached him and shared her story. To her amazement, the man's eyes welled up with tears as she described the lost letter. With a trembling hand, he reached into his coat pocket and produced a worn photograph. It was a picture of a young couple, and the woman bore a striking resemblance to Sarah. The man revealed that he was the author of the lost letter, written to his beloved wife many decades ago. They had been deeply in love, but fate had separated them before he could deliver it. He had held on to the letter all these years hoping to someday find closure. Sarah's heart swelled with emotion as the man handed her the letter, urging her to keep it as a reminder of the power of love and the importance of cherishing every moment. 
She thanked him for sharing his story and embraced the precious letter, knowing it had found its way back home. With a renewed sense of purpose, Sarah returned to her attic, where she carefully placed the lost letter in a cherished box of her own. She realized that the lost letter had brought her more than just a sense of closure. It had taught her the value of embracing love in all its forms. From that day forward, Sarah vowed to live life fully, to express her love openly, and to appreciate the beauty of every connection she encountered. The lost letter had become a symbol of the enduring power of love and a reminder to seize each moment with an open heart. And so, Sarah's attic became a treasure trove of memories and stories filled with the lost letter and countless others waiting to be discovered. Each letter whispered its own tale of love, capturing the essence of the human spirit and reminding Sarah and all who visited that love transcends time and has the power to transform lives. In an ideal world, that sounds beautiful and angelic, but if you're anything like me, we all have our Pandora box. And as much as I would love it to be filled with just essence of beautiful love letters only, it does have filled with it things that I would say were more awakenings, revelations, love definitely, but mostly memories and keepsakes that help shape and define who I am today. That's love coach Paula Howell. In the next episode, hear how Lily discovered that self-love was like tending to the roots of her being, allowing her to bloom and grow. We hope you enjoyed I Am Love, our gift to you from the I Am Love Foundation. Feel more love and less stress every day with the free I Am Love meditations at IamLoveFoundation.com and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. My name is Ross Hugay, and I love it. That's a wrap for our show today. If you missed this episode or any others, see our full library at 1059theregion.com under the podcast tab. Click on Discovery. Till next week, I'm Cal Steiger. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 1059 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.